0: Today we have a special episode of the Mortgage Impact Podcast featuring VP of Marketing Jake Phelan and market leader Ryan Hills discussing why the A-game will be the only game left in the industry. Check it out.
1: What's up, RE Source? Welcome to another Masterclass series. And I'm excited because I have my good friend, Jake Failing, with us today. He's an absolute stud. So let me kind of give him an intro for maybe some of the realtors that don't know him. Anybody in mortgage absolutely knows Jake Failing. He's a stud. He's a content creator. He's a podcast stud. He's a speaker, writer, MC influencer. He's on the content advisory board of Housing Wire. He's probably the best marketer in the game, in my opinion. And he's a branding genius. So Realtors Lenders, take note, man. This is a smart guy. Jake, welcome. I so appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. I am honored to be here. And thank you for that very kind intro, my man. What's funny is I think I missed your actual title, which is VP of Marketing for Obviously Movement Mortgage. Right. Uh, so that's his actual title, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I was I was running with it, um, but yeah, I appreciate you making it uh, official.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did I miss anything? I mean, all around, just badass.
0: No, I, I'm trying to follow your lead, man. You, you talk about content creator. Uh, you you're tops in the game, man. So again, I'm thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, appreciate that. I'm stoked, man, because you're one of the nicest, funniest guys I know, and leading edge of. Anything marketing or branding. So uh, I'm so happy that I got to hook up with you this week. Uh, backstory, guys. So I flew to South Carolina. I went to our corporate office, got to hang out with Jake and a bunch of other top performers and top producers. And we kind of master, masterminded around uh, some technology that's coming our way. And I already had this like thought or concept of a show in my head. I got to spend time with Jake this week. And it was kind of just reaffirmed in the, in the meetings that we had. And I'm going to set it up, and then I'm going to throw it to Jake for like his thoughts on this. So the thought that I had, and it kind of was in our last conversation, started with Dave Savage, and he talked about being a black belt originator and realtor in the game. And so I've been thinking a lot about top-performing realtors and lenders. And typically when we talk about top-performing realtors and lenders, it's usually in a way that we emulate them, we try to follow their success, and what I want to talk about, which is maybe a little contrarian, uh, is I've seen a blind spot actually in a lot of top performers. And you can't really take anything away from because we're tip- I'm talking about like hundred million dollar producers that are crushing it, making great money. Like they're they're not failing by any stretch of the imagination. But the blind spot that I want to talk to you about and get your opinion because you mastermind, advise, coach several top performers yourself is typically top performers are crushing it in like one or two niches. Like they're just executing at a really high level. Um, a guy that comes to mind, um, oh boy, he does the doctor loans. I don't know if you remember who works for uh, Josh Metal. Thank you, RC. Yep. Josh Metal at Fairway just crushes it. But it's like one strategy. We had a top former in the room, crushes it. in it kind of like the builder space. So the blind spot that I want to throw to you is there's so much opportunity like I just at their feet, like so many other revenue streams and marketing strategies that they could be implementing, but they aren't. And it's just kind of fascinating to me that. They aren't doing this, and the opportunities there. Do you see the same thing? Am I off in my like observation of this?
0: No, actually, I see both. So, so I'll sort of go with your contrarian hot take here, Ryan. And but then I also want to defend the other side because the two examples that you did gave of of uh, give of, of guys that are in sort of specific areas and focusing on those areas around content, um, you know, that's advice that we give to a lot of people too. I think more around social media and what platforms to focus on, uh, but I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, what we find or what I've found is that a lot of the leadership, sales leadership in our company, they are the ones that are taking more steps into the the video space, into the content, or. Uh, Audio space, creating content. Of course, there are loan officers out there that are doing the same. But right now, you know, what I just keep hearing from all of them is like, I'm crushed. I'm getting hammered right now. I am, I I can't keep up with anything. I can barely uh, post, you know, something about like, you know, my my favorite thing in the world. Imagine what it is. I I can't even post that anymore. Uh, For me, that would be probably IPAs and and things like that, right? But, you know, so people that are, they're so busy, they can't even focus on that. And so, of course, I'm, I feel for them, and I completely understand that in the way that the market is right now. And of course, I try to give them little tips and strategies along the way to like, hey, don't leave that completely dark and off to the side during uh, what has been a crazy period. Because when you wanna turn it back on in November, December, January, you're gonna wanna be sure that you've got a head start. So um, I think that's what I've seen the most of. Um, We can get into some detail there, but what's been fascinating is that the the leadership, those in the leadership positions are the ones that are really, this year especially taking a really deep dive but then to go back to what i was saying before about you know people that are focusing only on builder or only on uh, certain types of loans um, that's advice that we give too and so you know for example like um, our ceo uh, we have conversations every single day about social media and I, and I, i take it less from a product perspective and more toward platforms right and so he you know we talk every day about his social strategy and what does he want to do well the one platform that's intuitive to him that he picks up his phone out of his pocket and looks at and opens up on his own without any prompting is linkedin and you can argue whatever platform is the most popular most effective right now but at the end of the day that's the least barrier of resistance for him and for me Um, And so that's where we're really leaning in. And so, yes, of course, would we like to be everywhere? Would we like to focus on every product? Would we like to focus on every piece of a CRM and so on? Uh, Yes, of course. But if there's going to be one where we can double, triple down on, then I'm okay giving someone that advice. Just focus on that and then we'll broaden from there.
1: Yeah, it's tough because again, you can't take anything away from somebody, you know, doing 100 million or even 75 million. They're obviously excelling at a very, very high level. And so, they're not necessarily doing anything wrong. I just can't help cuz that's my mentality is if I can, if I'm an originator and I'm doing 100, well can I do 150? Can I do 200? So that's just my personality to go, "Oh my goodness, there's like four revenue streams right around you and you're right. It may be a capacity issue. Like, "Hey man, I'm just like stressed to the max just to get through the 100 million a year." totally get it. But then now, now that becomes a conversation of scalability. Can leaders around that person help scale the team to maybe help turn on the faucet of refinance transactions that are that would benefit the families that they serve? Um, I see so many, and I've interviewed probably same as you, so many top producers that crush it and don't even use social, don't even use video. It's like, oh my goodness, do you realize the gold mine that you have right there in that revenue stream, in that vertical? And Casey, you talked about Casey Crawford, like CEOs, and we have a lot of C suites that watch the show. That to me, he is a great example of somebody executing multiple verticals and strategies. He's in social at a high level as a CEO. He's an influencer. He's a speaker, right? And he's actually running a successful company. Uh, I think that's the blueprint to be a CEO in 2020. I think he's doing an amazing job at that. And I'm not just saying that because I worked there, but he is. He really is. But I want to see that for our top realtors and our top originators as well, where they're not ignoring the other revenue stream. So I'm not trying to point out or say anybody's doing anything wrong. I just want to help like go execute that refi strategy, go execute the social strategy, go execute, you know, the video, the stuff that we're doing right now. And that's, that's why I want to have the conversation.
0: Yeah. And I think actually Casey's a great example of to use sort of a metaphor for this whole thing. And, you know, I think he'd be the first to tell you that the way he's able to scale himself, uh, through social and speaking and all these other things is, you know, you hear the sayings like, it, it takes a village. Like, you know, there's people like me that are helping him. There's people that are on other parts of his team that are helping him. And yes, I mean, Casey's obviously a gifted speaker and, and uh, presenter and all that. But at the end of the day, like you have to make some changes and find some efficiencies to free up your time to be able to do that stuff. And so you sort of take, again, that metaphor, that example, and take it to a $100 million producer, a $50 million producer, like, okay, so where are the efficiencies in the marketing process that can help scale you? And, you know, I get all the time, I think I wanna do video, I wanna do what Ryan does, I wanna do what all these other people do, how do I do it? And, you know, of course, the easy answer is like, Start small, start with your phone. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you have got about 45 people behind you, and it looks like you're running like you know the, the White House or something. I mean, this <laughs> looks very serious. Um, but like that that's obviously next level stuff, and that's not what I that's not out-of-the-box advice. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean you've got to do all that. The only way you could do that is by using some of the things that I, that we provide at movement, that's air cover, and that's you know, drip campaigns and using your CRM and Using, you know, we don't just create content just for the sake of content. We're creating content that are part of campaigns. These campaigns run over four weeks, and, you know, you got to run seven different touch points within those weeks. And we tell you exactly what those touch points should be, exactly when they should be. And when you do these things that are more automated and more like, gosh, you just turn your brain off and they run, then all of a sudden you've got 30 minutes here or there where you're like, well, all of a sudden now I've got time that I can regularly schedule a Facebook Live. Or an Instagram right. live or call movement and talk to someone about how can I, you know, run paid social and all that kind of stuff. So that's really what we try to do is like get to the end, reverse engineer it from there. All right. How can we get there? Well, did you know that you can like automate some marketing process? Well, what are marketing process? Like, oh my gosh, you're not even on drips. And right. so we start unpacking, like finding these little things. And yeah, I mean, to your point, more often than not, I'm finding recently that's a lot of our top producers, which Gosh, that's fun. If you're just if you're just turning that on for them, it's all gravy on top of the hundred million they're already doing.
1: That's such a strong case for leveraging technology. Um, you know, Arce and I have traveled. You know, we speak periodically, and you know, we have a slide that's you know, LOs that and then realtors that kind of fear technology and they don't need to. It's just you know, leveraging technology can enhance them. You get a, you gave a great example, and when we work together, you know, for for some reason in our space, CRMs aren't leveraged properly or built properly, in my opinion, across the industry. Not just one lender struggles with that. I think a lot of people do. But we were talking, I'm like, wouldn't it be great to build a a CRM that actually is going to work for you while you sleep, helping you find opportunities to help a family to save money or, you know. They're going to list their house, or maybe you can help them find a second home. That is a great way and a great case to your point to leverage technology. We don't have to fear the technology, guys. It's not going to replace us. It's gonna, it's going to enhance our abilities. And and you gave such a strong case for technology. I didn't expect to get, to kind of go there, but um, it's it's kind of weird that everybody fears it and they fear they kind of go to the extreme and be like, well, we're going to be replaced by a robot. I don't think that's true. That's just my opinion. I just think that instead of fighting it, we need to look for ways to, to leverage that. And you gave some great points on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think people tend to demonize tech. Um, that's a whole other hot take out there. But um, I think what's been good for me is, I mean, you read my bio at the beginning, but anybody that looks at my bio can see that I did not have Financial services or mortgage experience before this, but I think that's given me a unique perspective in the job. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I was able to come in and I just listened. I listened for a long time, and so what we have tried to do, I think, over the last twelve to eighteen months, is you know I am listening, trying to provide best in class uh, options for our loan officers, full well knowing that at the end of the day, you guys just want ease, you want things stitched together, and, and I understand that, and so. You know, I've been trying to walk that line of like not pushing too much tech and too many tools. And you've heard the movement marketing suite and all that kind of stuff. And I I think we're right at that tipping point of like enough fatigue. I can't take anymore. My eyeballs are going to bleed. And so that's why, you know, we're excited to be working on, I mean, you referenced it. Um, you know, we're working on some exciting things around technology. Um, lots of different elements to it. But I think the biggest thing is it's going to find efficiencies. Uh, it's going to automate more things for our loan officers. And it's been built for the loan officers by loan officers and by a marketing team that listens because at the end of the day, so much of this tech is leapfrog technology. And then so much of the tech that we get pushed to us is you know, it's all subjective and it's all, you know, preference. You know, somebody's going to like this lead gen tool. Other people are going to like this. Some people like to use Excel sheets. Some people like to use this fancy CRM tool. And I think what's neat is we we get that. We listen. We, we know that not a hundred percent of people are going to adopt what we do. Um, but the hope is that we get pretty close because they've got no other option because it's just yeah. making their lives easier.
1: Yeah. I want to throw to you, you made a really good case for technology. Uh, I'm going to tell a quick story, but I want you to uh, make a really good case for personal branding, which I know you're super passionate about for realtors and lenders. And um, RC and I are speaking at the uh, NBA conference coming up. And so we're doing some research and, and I'm gathering uh, some influencers um, content just around what they feel the biggest challenges are coming in 2020 for realtors and lenders. And I was speaking with a mutual friend yesterday, Barry Habib, and I was asking his opinion on that. And he was saying, man, 2020 is going to be like the fintech fight. And so originators, again, are so scared that that giant company is going to come in and steal their market share. And he admitted, and I kind of admit it too, it's an unfair fight. We don't have billions of dollars, you know, Ryan Hills or individual originator to fight the fintechs. But what we can do, and this is why I'm throwing to you, is build a personal brand. And that was kind of like his advice for originators in 2020 is you have to build that personal brand. It's not it's not a good idea to be a black belt in, in loan originating or real estate. It's a must now. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about at the NBA conference that we're going to, but it's, it's so I'm like begging and pleading originators. Like guys, you have to do all these revenue streams that we're talking, all these marketing strategies, being, uh, you know, having a personal brand is an absolute must. If you want to fight the unfair fight, to the Zillows, Redfins, and the FinTech companies of the world, you better bring your A game. It's not just a good idea anymore. It's like that's par for the course. Like agree or agree or disagree?
0: Absolutely agree. I mean the 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 A game is all that's gonna be left. So when all of these leading tech providers, tech solutions continue to get bigger, consolidate and take over more and more of our space in this industry, that's all that's gonna be left. That's all you're gonna be able to point to is your personal brand. And so, you know, again, I think what you've built is an amazing thing. And it's the classic case of like, you know, people look at you and they say, dang, look at that, that is awesome. You know, he must have listened to you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or he must have listened to a couple other people to like build this really cool media thing. You've been at this what, eight years,
1: nine years? Yeah, about a decade now.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean like perfect perfect example of people and I bet you your, your viewers like have no clue about that. And so it's a perfect example of every day that you're not spending trying to build your brand and, and we'll unpack that a little bit, is a day you're wasting. Because yeah. it is not something that you can just flip a switch. You know, I had a conversation this week, or uh, one of my colleagues did, and she asked me about it. She said that one of the loan officers came to her and said, um, the new Facebook algorithm has negatively impacted me, and as opposed to getting 150 viewers, now yeah. I'm getting 40. How do I fix that? I'm like, <laughs> what, okay. So there, there's best practices, right? And yeah. we coach on best practices all the time. But at the end of the day, it's about, Just getting up and just being consistent and putting out a show when you say that you're going to put it out. Put out a show that's got value. I mean, you said to me, like, hey, Jake, I'd love to have you on the show, but like, hey, man, let's bring value. Let's not just talk about whatever. Um, Make sure you're bringing uh, things that, you know, uh, agents, loan officers uh, can really put into play. So, you know, that's what I push all the time with loan officers. And frankly, it's the most fun conversation to have because that's when you get into like, That's where you see the facial expressions light up because people end up like, I'm really into dogs, or I'm really into financial education, or I'm really into travel, or I love you know local coffee and talking about that. Because yes, you could talk about mortgages all day long. You could talk about homes all day long, and yes, there are ways that you can like put a fun spin on it. I think we try to do that at Movement. But at the end of the day, people are going to do business with you, and so if you if if someone could look at you and see that you're enjoying yourself talking about coffee or talking about movies or talking about financial education, then you're just going to, you're going to warrant them being a a good audience. They're going to keep watching, keep watching. Next thing you know, wow, they've watched all two minutes or three minutes. Um, And so that's, that's what we try to do. I talk about the uh, reverse engineer. That's it too. What do you want to be? I want to be known as like the go-to dog person in Idaho. And I keep saying dog person because this, this happened with a President's Club person in Idaho. She's like, I hate that's Facebook, awesome. I hate social, I hate all this, but I love dogs. And I'm like, okay, we've got something to work with. All right, Yeah. and so like, yeah. let's find out. And and you know, she came up to me at President's Club and gave me this huge hug and she's like, I'm getting all these leads now through social media because it starts with someone saying like, hey, where's the best park in the neighborhood to go walk my dog or where's the best place to adopt a dog and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I could, I could go for a long time on this, but I think you hit the nail on the head. That's all that's going to be left. And so every day you don't build is a day you're
1: wasting. I love that. And I love the example, too, because it it doesn't have to be a super obvious brand. And there's so many brands to be built. And that's why, you know, follow Jake, guys, find him on social, follow him because he's a personal branding guru. And and that's a huge takeaway from today. The fight, and we've talked about on the show, is going to be to get to the consumer first. Unless you got a billion dollars in your pocket, realtors are not going to compete with iBuyers. Lenders, you're not going to, I'm sorry, you're not going to compete with Quicken because you don't have a billion dollars either. But if you have a personal brand, you can get to that person in your community first, even though this gigantic company spilling billions in social to try to get to them first, because that's where the battle is. Your, Your brilliance and all your experience in mortgage can't be realized if another giant competitor comes in and gets to them first. So the real first battle is let's get to that consumer first, having a brand in general, is a start to that. Like, you know, being that local celebrity allows you to kind of level the playing field, guys. So I'm, I'm begging, pleading, follow Jake, follow his examples, build your personal brand in real estate and lending. It's one of many ways that you can fight back those iBuyer and FinTech companies. Um, so that's a huge takeaway. The other one, again, for originators that always look up to top performers, and I do as well, is, hey, not everybody's perfect. And so You know, we can learn, you know, if you're at 10 or 20 and 30 and you want to scale your business, you can learn from them and what they're doing right and also what they're doing wrong. And so top originators don't hate me. I'm hoping that I'm inspiring you and Jake and I are inspiring you to just address all the opportunity around you. I'm not saying it's easy. You guys are working 25 hours in a 24 hour day just to close one hundred million dollars. Uh, but there's ways to pick up some of the opportunity around you, and that's why I pointed out just just to hopefully encourage you to do so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you know, just again, another a kudo to you. I mean, you're somebody who's who's doing it. You're not just someone who's standing up there who's giving advice. And and I want to be always cognizant about myself too. You know, I, I'm you know been in the industry now three years, uh, but I always come at it from a you know here's not necessarily the foolproof plan here's exactly how to do it it's a lot of it's a lot of listening and finding out what's going to be the least path of resistance uh, for the person to get on to some of those channels to build their brand and you know again I, I just again the conversations that we've had together you know you've got this great show but i think you said to me early on about youtube like i think there's some untapped potential on youtube for us and um around podcasts too it's like i'm not even doing audio so it, so even our conversations Um, you know, I can sit here as like, oh, it's great video, video," but there's still a ton of opportunity for you. I mean, just to make this sort of meta and turn it back around to you. And what I love is like, you're not defensive, you're open to it. Like, how can I continue to grow this thing? And I, you know, I think for, um, other loan officers out there, too, you know, this is a good thing to aspire to, but it can start as simple as just turning your phone around and talking. And even if you're only comfortable talking about marketing edu- or financial education, and maybe you're not the funniest or maybe it's not as intuitive to you, if you're consistent and it's quick and you've got it in front of your friends and family, you'll be surprised at how that reach grows. And don't get caught up in clicks. If you've only got 50 views, who cares? If yeah. 45 of them are some of your business partners, yep. that's a huge win. 100% um, agree. so I, I would not get caught up in that. You know, I always tell people just press record. Um, the first few are going to be terrible, but after that, um, you'll hit your stride sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. And you made a good point. I mean, I mean, th- this shows for us, you challenged us a while back to get into that podcast, podcast space. And, uh, I didn't, kind of respond originally, but you know, thankfully I got a good team in Aaron and RC and they kind of challenged me as well. So between the three of you, now we've invested financially into some really good podcast gear and we're starting to do those more and more and we still got to grow better. Like I, I've got to take my own advice and your advice today. We got to get better in, in YouTube, which is weird that we suck in YouTube because we've been doing video for 10 years. The irony. And,
0: you're so good at YouTube organically. And I think that's what's not to cut you off, but that's the fun, like, you know, we talk about sort of like out of the box, but then the middle, is that, like, hey, how how can I start leveraging this platform to help this platform? You know, retargeting and all that kind of stuff. And then you mentioned your team behind you. Again, not everyone has those kinds of resources. Some people are one man bands, but if you're part of a branch or a market and you're looking to pool your resources, hiring help can scale you very, very quickly. And it takes the right help and you get two of the best behind you. Um, But I think that's, that seems to be a barrier for some people too. It's like, I don't know where to look. Um, You know, I tell people all the time at movement, like, Hey, you could call me to help, but those people are out there more and more often they're found via social. So it's like, we've come in this circle, right? You got to be on social to find the people to help you be on social better.
1: That's such a good takeaway too. And that's, C-suite down. So, so many people, I'm a big advocate of doing exactly what you just said, which is investing into smart people that help you build your brand, right? And so a lot of people want to outsource that. I'm not saying that it can't work. It's not what I would do. I would do exactly what Jake said, which is invest into your, into your craft, into your strategy. There's a lot of people and lenders have to do this. Invest. You obviously have one. The movement has one, right? You have a studio right there. You've invested yeah. heavily into technology and video and social for all of the associates, which is awesome but other lenders can learn from that. I don't think you have to outsource content creation or video production. I I think we just need to simply invest into that. And it's weird that people don't mind spending $10,000 on leads, but as soon as we say, Hey, we got to spend a few grand on some mics and video cameras, it's like, no, we can't do that. Like, what are you talking about? You (laughs) have to do
0: it. You're allowed to say that you're like, I mean, yes, preach, preach, Ryan. Okay. Yes. I totally agree with you.
1: LOs, yeah, I, I mean that's for LOs too. I just talked to a high producing broker and he wanted to spend $3,500 a month to outsource his content creation. And I begged and pleaded with him not to do that and explained you could probably find some kid that just graduated college sitting on the sideline waiting to dis- just help and he'll be your full-time associate versus outsourcing something to somebody that has real no uh, dog in the $42,000,
0: yeah, I, gosh, wow, I'm, well, I'm glad you gave him that advice.
1: All right, man. I know you're busy. I appreciate the time that you carved out today. I'd love to have you back on because I could, I could pick your brain forever.
0: Well, I appreciate you having me on. I want to give a shout out to you, RC and Aaron behind you. Uh, you guys are best in the biz. And so it was a pleasure to be on. Thanks. Hopefully I'll come back. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Impact Podcast. Take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. You can also check out the video version of our show on the Movement Mortgage YouTube channel. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode featured movement market leader Ryan Hills. NMLS number 332336.